My bad. What's up, everybody? This is Fury and Cloud, and welcome to another episode of the Game of Zeros podcast. With me, as always, it's KDC Esquire, aka Lipidem Lover. But tell everybody about that real quick. Or did you change the guild name back already? It's still gameofzeros.com. We had some guild name trouble. Go ahead and tell them what happened with that. Yes. So <laughs> I I had the name Lipidem is Sexy for the guild last week and it got flagged as inappropriate. And so as a result, I obviously changed it to Jeff Loves Lipidem, which did trigger a pretty good video, but I, I thought it was hilarious that it got flagged. I mean, Lipidem is the name of their character. <laughs> yeah, they might need to double check that system or reevaluate how it works. I don't know. Anyway, the Hellboy event is here, obviously. Are you serious? So we're going to talk about that today. Some tips for beginners. We're going to cover the Lost Souls of Camelot event real quick. The Hellboy event, like I said. And KTC has a story to tell, and it's an interesting one. So um, she's going to share that with everybody. But first, I want to say thank you and congratulations to Zero Botic. From the Guild Reaper, he was the winner of the weekly giveaway. He ended up getting 705 gems, 240 dust, 20,000 in gold, and 120 mana. Unfortunately, not a massive amount of gems again, but he was very cool. He was happy, so I'm happy that he was happy. So I want to thank him again for doing that. I really appreciate it. I'd like somebody to at least win over 2,500 gems. That would be cool because then I can actually brag about it. But I also want to say congratulations to the Hellboy premiere winner that was in the news feed. Uh, that was Caesar Kalu of Ren from Fenix PL. I'd actually really like to hear about that. So maybe we're going to try to get in touch with him and see if maybe he'll write a message or maybe he'll come on and talk about it because I'm pretty interested to see how that goes. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. Definitely something I'd want to hear about and I think others would too. So maybe we can see if we can get in touch with him somehow after he gets back and see how that whole thing went. And again, another thank you to everybody that's signing up for the giveaway each week. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. So please go ahead and sign up, spread the word on that. Thanks to everybody that's contacting us via the contact form on the website. Been getting a lot of good messages there. Things like uh, Fury and Sucks, Lipidem Rules. I wonder who that's from. Uh, there's people asking about GVG, so maybe we'll do that next week. And then Katie, there was a message from Otto, Lord of Darkness. He thought you were mistaken about the nuke damage from the Return of the Wastelands deck. Yes. So Otto wrote in about my comment last week that I didn't think the deck was going to have value afterwards about the calculation. And I wanted to say that I think he's in part right, but not understanding a little bit what I was saying. It is absolutely true that as advertised, it's hitting five times. The bonus attack is five times what the base attack is. My point is that the base attack, though, is calculated using both affinity bonus and the type bonus, so i.e. arcane bonus or immortal bonus. And so if you don't have both the type bonus and the affinity bonus, that bonus hit the base damage the bonus hit is calculated on will be substantially smaller. And so it's very similar to what the original, um, there was a Gen 2 Dark Commander Return to the Vengeance event had a similar type mechanic. And I think you saw after the event that it also similarly had an issue when not used against a light affinity boss. Cool. Okay. 
I hope that clears it up, Otto. Thanks for writing in. Uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback through that form and through the giveaways. So definitely keep that up. We appreciate it. One last thing on the giveaway question. I asked if everybody liked or disliked the ultimate bosses. Almost all the answers from the smaller guilds were that they did not like the ultimate bosses. And the reason was because they couldn't kill them. Reduce power creep. Power creep. Reducing or eliminating power creep in legendary. So yeah, there's that. And also like Katie mentioned last week, we weren't really sure where the ultimate bosses fit in a Slayer event, where Punisher bosses fit in. We're gonna cover all that in future episodes. So I wanted to get a feel where everybody stands on that. All right, so Hellboy is here. And I admit, I'm super excited about that. I don't mind events like this. I think having whatever type of collaboration with a Dark Horse is very cool. Uh, the movie's coming out, obviously. That premiere contest was pretty cool. I understood the reason for the Hellboy starter pack and it was you know $5.99 and that's to pay for the premiere contest and it was like you know a cash only purchase which totally made sense but I admit this is where I got confused when the news feed came out talked about the master ultra and relic packs for the event but then it also mentioned the Hellboy starter pack the Hellboy pro pack and the Hellboy expert pack and then after people started buying those I got even more confused and then I got a little bit concerned about how it all was structured because basically the $5.99 pack, once you bought that, the pro pack then unlocked. And then I believe that was $10.99. Obviously, I didn't buy any of these. And this is the reason why I didn't buy any of these because I was just so turned off about how it all was structured. Then after you bought the pro pack, it unlocked to the expert pack, which was $20.99, I believe. Those had Alice and Ben and Hellboy's gun in there for the relic. And I mainly got confused about the relics. And I needed that explained to me because at first I was like, oh wow, cool, another way to get relics. But then obviously they're not event relics, they're just an add-on relic. And so this is where I started to get bothered even more because you couldn't see any of this stuff unless you bought the packs because they didn't unlock or you had to wait for somebody else to buy the packs and then see what they got. And that to me just feels like a trap. I don't know the rules on that, obviously. I'd be curious if Network knows the rules on that. That just doesn't seem like a very transparent way to sell things because I was. I was. I wasn't going to buy these packs. I was going to go for this event deck. Like I said, I was super excited, but admittedly the relics are what bothered me the most. This is the part that bothered me is that they're very similar to what looks like a gen three relic in the sense that it only generates a gem based upon how many light slayers you have on your team. So it looks like a gen three relic because that's a, you know, it's something that's unique to the gen three relics. You know, I had a couple of players noting to me that they're like, oh, check out these really cheap relics we got. And my point was, I was like, but these are inferior versions of the relics. They won't help you get to any of the intensity that you want to be getting to. Yeah, I think once they noticed that, it was potentially they should have noticed before because I didn't buy it and I noticed it. But, you know, a portion of it is when it's advertised in that preview, it's at five stars. So if you don't look at it, if you don't look at someone who has it at six stars, you can't notice it's possible at six stars that it would have that, right? And so it was not in a very good mood. I'll start with that. But I caused a little bit of a kerfuffle in the sense that I was just, I just agreed to come back to Guild Leader Chat on the app. I joined and, you know, I, I had a, I had a lot of things that I wanted to talk about, but the thing that was bothering me at the time was the cash only Hellboy packs were marketed as a starter pack, you know, to help you build which is really marketed towards new players, right? If you have a lot of cards already, then these cards were not going to entice you very much because they are frankly not very good. You either are buying it because 
it's a collectible. You like Hellboy. You kind of want something as a face card. You know, the first version of it is not that expensive. Or I had a couple of players who noted they're like, yeah, it doesn't have intensity. That doesn't bother me so much because it has a power gem and because I don't have relics that go with my event deck, so I want to be using them for the day before relics came out. And this deck doesn't really require a lot of intensity anyway. Fine. All legitimate reasons to buy My issue with it, though, is that it was confusingly marketed and targeted towards newer players, which really is more of a thematic thing for me in the sense that the amount of resources for people who just start this game are atrocious in the sense that quite literally what I was trying to point out is that the how to play button at the bottom of the game for over six months has taken you to a page that had images none of the images were displaying and so i had brought that up to network a couple of times they hadn't done anything about it so i made an analogy in guild leader chat that the pack was predatory and that it was similar to basically preying on the least informed members of the game in the same way that people prey on elderly people because they're less informed or maybe don't understand. It was an analogy. Maybe it wasn't the best analogy, but I wasn't being particularly creative in my analogies at the moment. I was then dismissed by Neil, who apparently was reading the app, had not commented in this chat I went back and looked for over three months, So the first comment that he has in three months to all of the guild leaders in the game is that that is so far from a fair comparison, it is ridiculous. So I was dismissed, um, which I'm frankly pretty often dismissed by network. So that wasn't surprising to me that he dismissed me as opposed to trying to acknowledge me on the substance. So I tried to further explain the analogy for why what my point was, which was bringing up the how to play link, bringing up that there really is a lack of any resources for newer players to ask questions and get answers back from the developers, or sort of how do you play this game absent just trial and error in a way that for a lot of people means that you spend stupid amount of money because you don't know why what you're doing. And I'll admit that I did that. Was it stupid of me? Quite clearly, yes. I shouldn't be spending money because I don't know how to do it. At the same time, I, I don't think it's an uncommon experience. I've talked to several people who have admitted to buying packs that like they thought were good because they're marketed as the best pack you can buy. And then when you actually buy it, you realize that what you've purchased is a original Gen 1 legend that you would never use, right? And so I guess that really what it, at the end of it, I was given a formal warning for was never actually explicitly clear to me. I was violating the code of conduct. When I asked what portion of the code of conduct I was violating, I didn't get a response. And it was a baffling experience because at least in my profession, all we do is disagree. You know, that's how we come to informed conclusions is we pressure test assumptions. We ask each other, okay, this isn't misleading to me, but could this be misleading to someone else? That is a very common question that we deal with in my, in my business. And so I was surprised by this like visceral reaction they were having to the fact that I was disagreeing with Neil in a way where finally I was just like, I'm not an employee of network. So like my interest is to advocate for my players to try to find the best gaming experience. And what you've, the forum that you've created is asking for feedback and feedback is almost always negative. Right. And so my point was, I was like, if you're asking me to come in here and tell you all the things you're doing, right. I can offer some of the positive feedback in terms of the things that are better about the game than they were a month ago. But 
at core, what that seems is I was like, I think you got plenty of people to do that for you. I think that the reality is, is that what I can offer most constructively is the experiences that I don't like and am offering ways to improve. So for example, it would be very easy and totally free for them to offer better resources for new players. It's something that I've brought up before and they've acknowledged as a weakness. And so my point is that when you're marketing packs towards new players, that you should be more fulsome in those advertising so they're not confused, particularly when you're talking about cash packs, right? These are people who are buying these packs could not use free gens. They are only spending actual cash. So uh, either way, it was a discouraging experience. It ultimately resulted in me no longer being a member of Guild Leader Chat and uninstalling the network app. So that was a fun day yesterday. So hearing that makes me laugh for a couple of reasons. The first is when in any of the app chats, I always see free-to-play players or maybe smaller guild players or even newer players talk about how the devs pretty much let the VIP 12s and all the bigger guilds run and dictate everything about the game. That is completely not the case. Any person, any guild, anyone, even somebody obviously trying to give constructive criticism is dismissed by network, by the CEO of network. The thing that bugs me, the other part of it, I think is that, okay, so yes, maybe there was some confusion. Okay, no problem. For example, all they had to do is whoever wrote the news feed in the first paragraph about the starter pro and expert packs, all they would really need to add is a sentence or two, maybe something like, in addition to this week's Master Ultra and Relic packs, we're including this in the store and whatever. My point is, it's an easy fix. It takes no time at all, right? Now, in my opinion, my expectation would have been whoever came on to acknowledge that comment, whether in this case it is the CEO or anybody from Network, to come on and say, hey, okay, yeah, we'll take a look at it. But you would think that a CEO would say, well, Katie, that might not be the best comparison, but hey, we'll take a look at it, see if maybe we can make it more clear. Thanks. But that's not the case here. There's a big difference on how to handle a situation that says a lot to what we're always dealing with. You know, it is what it is. But uh, that to me, like I said, I just got a chuckle out of that whole story. So whatever, we're going to move on. So I thought that we could at least use a couple of minutes in this episode to talk about some advice for newer players, since I do think it's something that um, people don't pay enough attention to. And as a result, often probably leads to frustration amongst newer players who then quit or waste a bunch of money, which is what I did. I would say that the first one is never be afraid to ask questions and ask a lot of questions because it's the only way you're going to learn sort of all of the subtleties of this game. So feel free to reach out to veteran players. There's a bunch of group chats you can join, which can be helpful. The second thing I would say is pay attention and read things in terms of there's very subtle distinctions that can make big differences. So pay attention to your leader card because it will make all the difference in terms of the type of damage output you're getting. Pay attention to your relics. For the new relics, they are affinity-based, so affinity and event-based, so it's a little bit easier to mix and match them than it used to be, but if you're using older relics from the starter packs, they may be also specific to, not just to affinity, but to type, and so you could be using a relic that doesn't even apply. Won't help. I mean, it won't help you at all. The third advice that I would offer, when you're talking about buying packs, I would say that for me, one of the 
advice that I give to people is that always buying a relic is going to help you in the long run. Even though if you're not using it in the event or it doesn't work very well with your cards, you may find in the future that you need it. And particularly with the way that Gen 3 is designed, you may not buy this deck, but in the future you may buy a Light Slayer deck and having that relic is going to make a big difference. I would also say that you know, the thing that helped me the most is I found a great guild. I found uh, one of my first guilds. Um, there was some veteran players in there who answered lots of questions for me, which were awesome. But also, I would say that one of the things I think that people don't think about is that some people might be scamming you. So be careful who you trade with. There are a couple of gem stealers out there. So you'll offer to trade gems and they won't trade you back. So just be careful. So we're not trying to scare anyone or anything like that, but if you do get gems scammed, in the store section of the app, scroll the whole way to the bottom. And when you see other, if you scroll right, there's a support button in the middle, and obviously you can use that and report any in-game issues and definitely take advantage of that because that's what they're there for. If anyone else has tips for beginners, please let us know. If we get enough, I can add a page to the website and maybe we can help some people out. So Katie, what did you think of the Lost Souls of Camelot event? I mean, I guess I don't have any strong feelings, which I don't know whether that means that the event was fine or whether the event was boring. I didn't use anywhere close to my keys, um, which normally indicates that I found the event kind of boring. Um, you know, the event did introduce a new type of boss, which is the Punisher bosses. They were high HP bosses that were extremely key limited. Um, I want to applaud Network for trying something new because I think that they do need to try something new and that this was a guild-based Thing that was new so that was good but i will say that the extreme key limitations means that there wasn't it didn't make a huge impact on the event i don't think um because really what we were talking about is being able to kill eight bosses a day you know in some respects it's good in some respects it could use some tweaking the rewards with if they're going to make it less key limited i sincerely hope that they look at the ratio for rewards because obviously the value of a top level punisher boss may, would make that all the rest of the bosses are relevant if it wasn't key limited. So um, hopefully they'll do something about that. Uh, I'll note also that they were planning on bringing Punisher bosses to the Slayer event, but then revised that. So I suspect that people did not like the Punisher bosses in Rodan. But besides for that, I mean, for WB, it was a good event. So I was happy for that. I only played enough to get all the collections. I know a lot of people were excited about the free card, which was kind of cool because it dropped a lot of power three gems. It just took a lot of turns. Like I said, I didn't play a whole lot either. So last and certainly not least, the Hellboy event is here. Katie, what are you thinking? Good so far. I'd say the only thing is that for me, I keep getting confused as to which Hellboy is which. It means that I keep using the Hellboy in the wrong term. Also, I am inordinately annoyed by the fact that if you hit a Hellboy themed boss, you have to go through the extra graphics of opening a catalyst reward every time given the number of hellboy bosses that are in this at the moment but i'm getting a little bit confused by the number of bosses because the types are a little bit confusing but i mean all in all i think it's fine I, I, for me i don't love that the leaderboards are determined at the moment by who can kill the most ultimate bosses which is determined by if you have both ultra forges but i will say i will say that the other thing that i think is kind of cool about the event is that the while i wish it wasn't tied to the ultimate leaderboard but you know they're doing a daily prize for the ultimate leaderboards which i think is kind of cool it was a something that they did like well over a year and a half ago this idea of winning a leaderboard on a day so like you don't need to grinding for the whole event you can win something just for a day of playing and i think that's kind of fun 
Yeah, this event looks pretty good. Deck looks pretty fun. Obviously, you need the UFs. The deck is like the Timeless Lovers Water Slayer event, but this deck isn't as devalued as that deck was because that deck required you to sacrifice the MC and the UF, and this deck, obviously, you get to keep those, so that's cool. I unfortunately don't know if I'm going to have this deck, so I might not be enjoying this event as much as I would like to. My rune situation doesn't look good, and ever since I'm in a bit of a stalemate with customer support over the devaluing of decks and that's another topic for another time. I'm not pack chasing so and I won't be so I don't feel like getting ruined with a bunch of duplicates and ruin the event even though it should be enjoyable for me but oh well we'll see what happens but uh, yeah I, I like the deck I think it's cool I love the artwork um, so hopefully everybody has a good time and that is it for this episode but we do have something special planned for next episode yeah so next week we'll do an interview with the world famous mtm not about art talk if you have other ideas or things that you would like to have episodes about or if you have questions for us definitely write in and we'll try to answer them yep next week mtm will be on with us so make sure to check that out and until then live it rules rules